Nursing Review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication, Nursing Review, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no-obligation four-week trial subscription link. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy our latest Nursing Review podcast. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Professor Philip Derbyshire from Flinders University and Monash University, owner of Philip Derbyshire Consulting. Welcome, Philip. Hi, Dallas. Your paper, An Idea Whose Time Has Come, Nursing Entrepreneurialism, explored the idea of healthcare professionals adopting more creative and innovative approaches to problems they encounter. Philip, entrepreneurialism in nursing is not unheard of, but in your paper you say its time has come. Why is it so important that nurses embrace creativity and innovation now? Yeah, you're right, Dallas. Um, entrepreneurialism in nursing, I mean, we have entrepreneurialism in our DNA. You know, this is not some kind of incredibly new idea that we've never thought of. We've had this since Florence Nightingale and throughout her history. Um, I think we need it now more than we've ever needed it for a whole host of reasons. Um, first off, I think everyone is starting to recognise that healthcare is a business. We might not like the term, but we need to live with it. This is a multi-billion dollar business, and we need to bring the best of that kind of thinking to the health services. The other reason is we are in a period of perpetual chaotic change in healthcare. And it has been the same almost for as long as I started nursing. Um, chaos is the new black. This is just the way of the world. Um, the old systems have tried everything else. The best they can usually come up with is let's have another reorganisation or let's have another restructuring uh, or let's do some slash and burn and cut some budgets. And it has been an absolute miserable failure. Uh, we are still facing the same health problems we've always faced with. Uh, a lot of them are actually worse than they've been. So the same old, same old just hasn't been working for us at all. Uh, we are in a whole new world. Um, people have changed. People's aspirations have changed. Career patterns have changed. Um, the whole technological IT mobile tech world we lived in has changed. This is a whole new ball game, um, And the stuff we've been trying to do for the last 20 or 30 years uh, isn't going to work for us anymore. Um, and from a nursing perspective, I think it's so important because I, I constantly hear people saying uh, nurses must be flexible and responsive to change. Yeah, well, wonderful idea. Uh, but we are not the plasticine people of healthcare. We're not just Play-Doh. Uh, we're not just here to sway in the breeze of some new CEO's executive. Uh, we should have an absolutely clear nursing agenda. We should know exactly what it is we want to do to address all these long-standing chronic healthcare issues and problems that we've known for, for years. But what people constantly say to me is, it is just so difficult trying to do this in a big government bureaucracy called a health system. Uh, that trying to innovate or trying to change is like turning around an oil tanker. Um, it is a nightmare. And people say, you know, I love being a nurse, but I hate being an employee here. Uh, people want to do something different. 
Um, there, there are a million reasons why this is so important for us. So how can nurses begin to embrace opportunities for entrepreneurialism? Oh, it's a great question, isn't it? Um, because people look about and say, well, you know, I'm just, you know, the dreaded phrase we all hear, I'm just a nurse. You know, what can I do? I'm only a clinical leader. What, what can I do? Um, there are so many things we can do. And this comes from nursing executive leadership all the way down. You know, in that sense, everybody in an organisation is a leader. Uh, we need to start to create the kind of culture that expects and rewards that kind of thinking. You know, so you don't get your rewards for just keeping the hamster wheel turning all day long uh, and for doing the same things that have been done in that ward for the last 15 years. Um, we need to absolutely fight the culture of risk aversion that we have in healthcare. Healthcare is almost paranoid. Uh, we have entire departments, empires of risk managers. Uh, we have a culture of uh, what I call permission paralysis, which is basically if you have a good idea, by the time you go through 15 or 20 layers of permission to see if you can actually do something, uh, you've probably lost the will to live. Um, there is no startup company, no successful business would ever run this way. Um, they would be bankrupt in weeks. Uh, and we've got that almost hardwired into our bureaucracies. Uh, permission paralysis is killing us. Uh, we need to start looking at these what people called wicked problems, not wicked in the sense of evil, but wicked in the sense of almost insoluble problems, uh, completely differently. We can't keep just fine-tuning the same old strategies from the last 20-odd years, uh, but we are not good at all at giving people leeway, uh, saying to people, you know, um, you see a problem in the ward or the unit, you think, why do we keep doing this? It's really stupid. It's not working for us. I'm sure we could do this better. Instead of, that's not your job to think that. Uh, that's what we do here at the Royal whatever Hospital. Uh, who are you to question us? Uh, instead of that, that's a really interesting observation, nurse. Why don't you go create a mini trial for us? Let's have a look and see if we can do this differently. Um, run your trial. Do it differently, see what happens, and we'll evaluate the results. Um, we are notoriously bad at not celebrating people's successes. People have great ideas, and they go nowhere. Um, I read the other day, and I forget where I read it, but I thought it was brilliant. We should celebrate success, we should celebrate failure, and we should punish inertia and inactivity. It is brilliant. In healthcare, uh, we rarely celebrate success. We routinely punish failure and we actually tolerate inactivity and inertia uh, and call it a career pattern for people. We've got it totally the wrong way around. If someone tries something and it doesn't work, that's not the end of the world. You've tried something. Uh, as long as you can learn from it, maybe tweak it sometime down the future, uh, that has not been a waste of time. Uh, if you're not if you're not failing, you're not learning. Um, but we we punish that and we basically ignore inertia and people who never come up with an idea. Uh, it's crazy. There is so much we can do to start to change this culture of uh, I'm a nurse. My job is to get on the hamster wheel and keep that turning for the next twenty years. We can do so much better than that. 
What are some of the other ways that organizations or service providers can foster these skills among their nurses? Oh, I, I think there are hundreds of things they could do. Um, for example, the health services tend to be incredibly insular. Uh, they tend to think that all of the problems they have are totally special, totally unique. Uh, nobody else could possibly have these, you know, the, 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 you would never find this outside of a hospital. Uh, absolute hogwash. Um, imagine sending some of them, imagine, oh, here's one, patient experience. Um, how, do patient, do, how do patients feel welcome in your hospital? when they come through the door. Now, really important patient experience question. Hospitals all over the world will be, will be saying, yes, we are welcoming, uh, we communicate effectively, the patient's the most important thing, blah, blah, blah. Really. Uh, why do we send our nurses out to somewhere like a Ritz-Carlton hotel or an intercontinental hotel and watch how the professionals welcome people. You know, your entire business is welcoming people, making them feel special, whatever. Uh, imagine what nurses could learn doing something like that. But we're incredibly insular. We, we just look within healthcare for all our answers. Uh, imagine sending up some of our brightest and best new nurses out to have an internship month with a really exciting startup IT company. Uh, not to learn about IT or not to learn about retail, but to learn about entrepreneurial thinking and how these businesses work, how the tra how staff work with each other, um, how they create a sense of excitement, how they market what it is they do, how they overcome obstacles. It would be amazing, but you know, we're incredibly insular. In your paper, you pose the question, where is our entrepreneurial leadership? Should universities yeah. look to incorporate the idea of entrepreneurialism into the curricula and possibly incorporate some of those types of things that you just mentioned into courses? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's, it's a no-brainer. Uh, I mean, I, I'd, <laughs> I'm probably biased. I just can't see why they wouldn't. Uh, it makes no sense. And some universities have absolutely picked up on this. You know, the, the, the idea of the entrepreneurial university has caught on uh, in various places across the world. Um, but I, I don't think we're doing, you know, nearly enough. I mean, I asked the question in the paper, uh, where is the world's first professor of nursing entrepreneurialism? Uh, where is the director of nursing, brackets, entrepreneurial care? Um, you know, what, why don't we have this built into our system? Um, uh, we've got professors of everything else uh, that's probably marginally important. Um, it strikes me as being a really good idea um, to have that kind of academic leadership uh, for something that is incredibly important. Um, we, we certainly could do far more um, you know, with our students, that, that would be much more exciting um, and really, you know, cue them into this. Because at the end of entrepreneurialism, sometimes people think, oh, yeah, uh, I know what you mean. I've got to go there and start my own hospital and run it as a private industry. Um, that's not it at all. Uh, it's about different ways of thinking. Um, and that, that's the exciting thing about it. Um, you know, it's not about just taking the same services we have at the moment uh, and someone running them privately. Uh, it's about coming up with whole new ways of looking at the problems and the issues uh, and whole new sets of responses to them. Uh, that's what's so exciting about it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think if you spoke to a lot of students about their current curricula, 
uh, and their current education, uh, quite a lot of them would come up with that question, you know, where is that kind of exciting, entrepreneurial thinking? Because I tell you, the new generation of nursing students are not going to be happy uh, during their three or four years at university. They are not going to be coming out thinking, oh, goody, I cannot wait to get into a nice ward and be a staff nurse for the next 40 years in the same place. This is not going to happen. Uh, they are going to expect challenges. They are going to expect autonomy. Uh, they are going to expect some excitement. Uh, they are going to expect an interesting, varied, challenging career. Um, keeping the hamster wheel ticking over is not going to do it for them. Uh, so if we don't get this act together, we're going to lose our brightest and our best because they're just not going to put up with it anymore. How will the profession benefit from these entrepreneurial nurses? Oh, just pick the ways. I mean, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Um, I mean, the, the showing of what is possible really excites me. Uh, instead of, you know, here are the same issues and problems we'll face for the next 20 years, we're going to just keep doing more of the same stuff and hope that works. Uh, looking at different ways of thinking about things, different approaches to care, to organisation, to how we work in teams, to how we relate to other agencies, to how we relate to patients and clients. Um, the difference in thinking, I think, could be just amazing here. Uh, I, I think we need to see more and more examples of you know, the Barack Obama phenomenon. Yes, we can. You know, people say, oh, you'll never be able to change that. We've been trying to do that for the last 15 years. You'll never stop people doing that. Of course you can. Um, you know, looking at great examples of how entrepreneurial nursing, uh, new social enterprises, etc., can tackle some of these problems, I think would be wonderful. I think it would also do us no end of good uh, in fighting this, you know, servile image that, that nurses still have, you know, despite all the years of battling it. Uh, you know, the, the idea that we are just, you know, like hospital fodder, you know, we're just there to get all the work done. Um, if someone wants to get a comment about a big healthcare issue, they'll go and ask a doctor, they'll go and ask a politician. Um, you know, all that stuff, you know, I mean, we'd love to think that we are so far beyond just being there to carry out doctor's orders. I mean, and in many ways we absolutely are. But there is still that lingering sense uh, that our job, we are the kind of soldier ants of healthcare uh, and we're there to get all the work done. I think, that, I think entrepreneurial nursing could help battle that stereotype no end. Um, you know, we're not just here to make tea and coffee. We're actually making decisions. We're actually running a service here. We're running a social enterprise. We are making a huge difference in minimising, you know, youth suicide. Um, uh, our, our new company, our new enterprise, has reduced childhood obesity uh, in our area by 20%, whatever it happens to be. Um, there are a whole range, if we look at what all the big social healthcare problems are at the moment, uh, we're looking at things like, you know, obesity, chronic illness, health promotion issues, uh, aged care. So many of the big issues that are facing us are not really, you know, high-tech acute care hospital issues. Uh, a lot of these big issues or important parts of them could be tackled 
by entrepreneurial social enterprises, um, you know, community engagement ventures, you know, led, devised, thought of by nurses. Um, it, it, the possibilities are absolutely endless. What examples can you draw on of nurses having success in their career or furthering their, um, you know, service or profession by adopting an entrepreneurial approach? As I say, I mean, the, 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 we know the historical, um, you know, examples, you know, from Florence Nightingale to Lillian Wald, you know, the historical nurses have done amazing things. Um, it, it's fascinating when you look at this. I mean, for example, um, Try this at home, everyone. Google nurse inventors or nursing inventions and see how many web pages you get where nurses have come up with the most brilliant solutions, brilliant ideas to solve everyday clinical, you know, hospital problems. You know, the nurse has invented the gizmo or the gadget. And there are pages of I had no idea nurses <laughs> that nurses were so good at inventing things. Um it's it's wonderful. Um in Australia, I think we lag significantly behind. Um, North America and uh, North America, Canada, and the USA—they have a much longer tradition, possibly due to their health system. But uh, their nurse practitioners, for example, uh, are often running what are basically successful independent businesses um, in their practice. Um, in the UK, the government did a, what I thought was a wonderful thing uh, quite a few years ago uh, where they had, a, I forget what it was called, Health Innovation Fund, or so, I can't remember its exact name, but basically it was seed funding. You know, it was little pots of money to get uh, health professionals who had a good idea for something, uh, you know, a, a new way of solving a problem, a new way of providing a service, a new way of fixing this problem or whatever. Um, and they provided some, basically some startup seed funding to get their idea up and running. I thought it was a wonderful idea. Um, imagine if our government, imagine if in Australia we did something like that. Uh, you know, give someone ten, twenty thousand to get their idea off the ground. Um, it would be fantastic. Um, but there are lots of that. There is a, a health visiting company uh, in the UK started by a health visitor. And what often happens is nurses look at what they do every day, and they sit in the coffee room, and we all sit there and we say. Why are we doing this? This is a waste of time. This is hopeless. Uh, it's the worst way possible. Uh, wouldn't it be a great idea if we did this? Wouldn't it be fantastic if we could do the next thing? Nurses are not short of ideas. We have great ideas. Uh, the problem is in our big um, inflexible oil tanker systems, the chances of that idea going somewhere uh, can be slim to non-existent. Uh, a nurse once said, I'll never forget, a nurse once said to me at a conference, uh, I will meet 10 people, if I have a good idea, I will meet 10 people with the power to say no to me before I meet one person with the authority to say yes, good idea. And I thought that, that sums up exactly where we are. Um, but, you know, the, the possibility, any industries, uh, you know, community care, social enterprise, sort of, you know, in my own field, you know, as an academic in my own field, um, you know, I gave up, I picked the worst uh, global financial crisis the world, the world's ever known uh, to give up my, you know, nice, secure professorial job and start my company. Um, and my only regret is that I didn't do it five years earlier. 
Um, so, you know, whether you're in education, whether you're in clinical practice, uh, whether you're in leadership, and if you have that kind of thinking that we could do this stuff better, you know, there are different ways we could do this, um, and you have the initiative, the drive, and you know how to build networks, and you know how to ask for help, um, the possibilities are endless. Well, that's all we have time for today. Philip, thank you so much for your time. Oh, pleasure, Dallas. Lovely to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Nursing Review Podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication, Nursing Review, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no-obligation four-week trial subscription link. 